0: We're back, this is your host Rob Morris, you listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 30, I'm gonna finalize it with the final segment, alright so, like I mentioned um, in the previous segment, we're gonna, probably gonna, this is more of a gonna be abbreviated uh, episode, not gonna really get into A lot into college basketball uh, this week. But we'll probably get into more of that next week. I know that's going to be the uh, big month. Uh, You got a month away into March Madness. So, we'll get into that a little bit more. So, next week, obviously, we'll get into more of the All-Star coverage as well for the NBA. Um, They just announced their... Uh, I I was able to um, have their uh, start... Well, they announced their starters on Thursday. But I... I, like I said, I gave you the starters in the last segment. Um, maybe, just maybe my dabble into the reserves. Probably give you some of my picks for the reserves as well, both East and West. So we'll get into that as well later on the show. But first, we're going to focus on high school basketball. Particularly that big tournament in Springfield this uh, last weekend. Um, You got East Catholic that played in it. You got other... Other major prep schools locally, Um, I believe. Brewster was the only one I I was trying to find to see if they played, and I don't think they did. Uh, There's a lot of other uh, schools that played. Putnam, Putnam Science Academy played. A few of the Springfield schools played. Uh, Central, which is having a great year in Springfield, they played. They really take care of business as they beat St. John's on Thursday. Um, uh, like I said, obviously the bigger teams nationally is probably really is the biggest spotlight of the whole tournament. You get to see all those uh, teams nationally face off against each other. It's a really big weekend to really um, to gauge um, where all those top, echelon players are going to be against you know the best competition, and it just, it's just I would say it's kind of like. It's become, uh, I wouldn't say it's become like the McDonald's All-American, but it's probably the second most important date in the year. It's become that. Because you you get four days, you get a pretty much a, a full weekend of college basketball. I mean, not college basketball. But you get a full weekend of the high, a high-level high school basketball, which all these uh, top teams are ranked in the top 25, and they face off against each other. So it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. Now it's so much bigger that it's sold out. I mentioned that uh, earlier that it's sold out weeks ago because of the anticipation of having uh, Bronny James come through with uh, his with his team. Sierra Cannon, you got Zaire Wade as uh, uh, Dwayne Wade's son, also on that team as well. And LeBron James, uh, we found out that he ended up uh, attending. That game as well. It's just ironically that they were able to play on the same night as they played against the Celtics. So we'll have to see what happens with that tonight. But that, like I said, um, like a lot of top echelon players are playing in this. Kay Cunningham is playing, Motor um, Bay Academy. I think he's the number one player in the country. Or close to it, a top five player in this country, and you know, in the country. Then you got, um, what's his name? I'm trying to think, uh, Mobley, the kid from California, which is going to USC. He played, I think, he, uh, Rancho Christian played. So, I mean, there's a lot of great teams, a lot of great players all, all over this weekend. Um, I'll give you a few results. Um, like I said, focus more on the local side of things, but I'll probably, you know, give you a few results. Um, East Catholic was able to beat Archbishop Steinach, 70-52. to 52. I think this is a big win for East Catholic. I think they might run the table now. I think that was probably the toughest game so far. I don't know if they're playing Windsor later on uh, in the year, but as far as I know, their schedule... Seems to be pretty light. It doesn't seem like they're really facing any team that really can really threaten their undefeated record right now as they haven't lost the game uh, yet. Um, I mean, we all know about Matt Noel, but uh, Luke Stahl had a great game, really contributed. Um, Archbishop Steiniak has an uh, ESPN Top 100 prospect in R.J. Davis. And... Probably one of the you have to say probably one of the better teams in New York, and they were able to take care of business and win that one. I'm not saying it's the top, one of the top teams in New York, but it's probably uh, a well-respected team in New York, and they were able to take care of business. 70 to 52 wasn't even close. And like I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, Central was able to beat St. John's. St. John's is in Shrewsbury, Central's in Springfield. So basically, probably the best team in the West, uh, Western mass against probably the, uh, the best team in the cent- in central, uh, central mass rankings. And like I said, we're probably going to focus on, uh, Massachusetts because it's a big week for Massachusetts, uh, this week, far as like the games go, a lot of crucial games that could really, um, could definitely determine the seeding. Um, you get the the big MIA tournament coming up in uh, late February, early March. So that's I mean, a lot of these games are going to determine those seedings against, particularly in the South Shore, which a lot of these games are going to be at. The Hawkeye League is definitely featured well in this. You know, I'll give you about four games to keep an eye on. They'll all be will be played on uh, this Friday, uh, January twenty fourth. So just if you're in the area. Go check these teams out because they're definitely got a lot of talent. And, and it definitely it's going to be a very good basketball being played. But but moving on with the results to really finish up off of the Spalding Hoopal Classic. Um, like I said, Bronny James and, and Sierra Cannon, they weren't able to win their last game on Monday. They lost uh, seventy to sixty-four to Paul the Sixth. Um, like I said, they got a stacked team. You got Zaire Williams along with Ronnie James, BJ Boston. I mentioned Zaire Wade. I mean, they got a stacked team uh, for Paul the Sixth. Jeremy Roach is one of their best players. Like I said, he had an outstanding game. I believe that school is from is is located in Virginia. So, like I said, this uh, pretty much uh, schools all over the country uh, come to Springfield for this weekend, and it's it's, it's definitely become bigger and bigger every year. Um, Oak Hill was also in this tournament as well. They beat uh, Bishop Gorman in one of the games on Sunday. I excuse me. That was on Monday. Really, I I really have just the results from Monday. Um, if you want to check out all the results, uh, check out, um, uh, check out Spalding who, uh, it's not Spalding who, um, the basketball hall of fame website, they might have all the results listed. Uh, these are just some of the results I was able to get from my sources, but I wasn't able to really get like every detail result. Plus the, um, they also aired the games on ESPN, um, ESPNU that day. Um, and if you need to uh, check the replay, the replay is on ESPN+. Plus. So if you guys have ESPN+, Plus or you have the subscription to ESPN+, Plus, you can check out those games on there. Uh, they pretty much have all the games. I was looking for, like, um, some of the local games. I wasn't able to find any of the local games. Um, particularly, I was able to just get these results off of my sources, East Catholic Score and um, Central Score, but... And there's other teams that played that you know that are in the, particularly there's a lot of uh, Massachusetts schools that played, um, not really ones that I really are really familiar with. Uh, Putnam, which was in the, t- uh, was in the championship last year. They had a really good team last year. This year they're kind of a, they're kind of a mediocre team this year. So they're not really a team that really I was gonna really put put down on here because it's just like what's the point they're not really a high caliber team but um you know a few other miscellaneous teams that were you know in that Massachusetts area probably a few teams from Connecticut um not many uh Maine teams not many Vermont teams that I can look that, that I can name mostly New Hampshire mostly Connecticut New York as far as, like, locally goes, you know, obviously we all know about all those other schools in, you know, California and Arizona and Bishop Gorman's in, in Nevada. Like, they they have schools all over that came. But far as, like, locally, really uh, not much of a huge contingency. Probably just a long... i seen Long Metal was on the results as well, which, again, is not a really uh, high-caliber team. So... Well, that's that. I mean, I just thought probably the most impressive uh, moment of the whole weekend is East Catholic taking care of business. Um, I think they're, they're a team that's going to be right there in the end, man. I just think uh, Windsor. I think they have two losses right now. So, I mean, that's probably the only team I can that I would say that could possibly beat them. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're on their schedule or not. But it looks like they're looks like they're not. So they might end up seeing them in the playoffs for sure. But as far as that goes, we're gonna move on to um, the big games in Massachusetts this week. Um, and if you wanna find out more on more on the games, you can check my website for all the other states. Check my website. Crimsonnets.com, R-I-M-S, double N-E-T-S.com. You could check, you know, weekly. I pretty much update them weekly. Um, This week, I had a hiccup. Wasn't able to really update it this week, but I have all the uh, games from last weekend. So, and I'm probably going to, like I said, I'll probably, like, it's pretty much just a preview of the week. I don't have like the find the scores or anything like that. Um as far as I know, I'll, I'll I'll pretty much tell, you know, every week when I have, I air the podcast, I'll tell the scores of you know, any of the the major games that happened the past week or two. Um I know I haven't been able to really get all the scores in, but um like I said I'm I'm definitely going to really focus on getting those in maybe providing some articles every week to really update them like I said I'll probably be a little bit more tighter next month with that like I said it's tough cuz I'm the only one I'm that's really putting out the content so I don't want to make any excuses but that's just what it is it's it's a lot to cover especially it's when you're it wasn't so bad uh, when I first started last year, because I kind of missed the high school coverage. So it wasn't a lot of co- things to cover. But now that it's, you got you got high school, you got college, you got NBA. So it's a lot to cover. So try my guess to at least get the biggest games. If not, check out the website. Um, look to get more of those games or maybe a few games every week right now I just do like probably the biggest game so I mean like I said I mean this website is only gonna get uh, better and better so every every year I'm striving to make it more bigger more uh, what's where I would say I would say I would try to make it more um, more variety let's just say that more variety more scores, more results. Um, definitely would like to do that more so next year, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I could start to really uh, put the results down on that same page. Because by the way, those you can find those previews, those weekly previews. You uh, you just go onto the uh, you go into the local tab and you you click on the state whether it's uh, tier one, tier two, tier three. I have. Tier 1 is Massachusetts, Connecticut, I have Tier 2, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Tier 3 is Vermont and Maine, and you just click on that and you'll see all the previews, you, get, you got a uh, ranking system, a top 10 ranking system as well, I'll update that every month, so every month that will be updated, uh, new rankings for, uh, I'll probably put out a new ranking for February uh, pretty soon. So that's pretty much just January right now, as far as I know, because, like I said, it's rapidly changing. I feel like uh, it's, it's definitely a lot of teams that are really upstuck, upstuck. Pretty much, this is the probably the mid-part of the season where teams are starting to stand out. You're You're figuring out what teams are great, what teams are good, what teams are bad, and pretty much I would have to say that um, You're seeing uh, all the all the great players shine as well, and you're 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 starting to really get into the nitty gritty of the season where um, you're gonna like I said you're gonna really have big games and and big moments and stuff like that right before um, all these state tournaments start. So we got about a month left of that of. Uh, pretty marquee games that we're going to cover. So we'll, we'll get into that every week. Uh, like I said, I'll try to get all the results in, in the podcast. You'll you'll probably hear more of the results on the podcast. You'll probably see more of the previews on the website. Or, and I'll probably try to get some articles in once a week, for, give you, like, at least an article, um, particularly at high school, um, maybe college basketball. It depends. It depends on what's hot at the moment. Whatever, Whatever's the biggest story, I'd probably make an article for it. So I'll try to do that at least once a week, if not t- twice a week. I just you got to bear with me because I have a lot of things outside of this. So I'm just trying to just fit it all in. But anyways, we're going to... Move on to these uh, big games in Mass. Uh, like I said, they're going to be on Friday, um, Friday of this week. Um, let's start. You know, a big one in the uh, hawkamuck League. They got two of them that I put down in the Hawkeye League that are pretty huge. You got Mansfield. I um, mean, you got a lot of good players with Mansfield. They're, their their sizes. They're probably one of the biggest teams in in Mass. Um, I'm trying to think that if I had that, if I really took down any of them on top, the top 100 that I was able to, uh, put out on. Oh yeah. Reminder for that. I'm in the finishing touches of finishing that and putting in that on the, on the at on like the full list. I'm actually in the finishing touches of putting it on that recruiting page. So we'll be up in the uh, next few days. Just bear with me on that. And then I'll probably uh, put that on, on my Facebook page as well, so everyone can see the full list. So, it's pretty it's pretty good, man. It's pretty up, you know, it's pretty much got all the strengths and weaknesses of each player, which obviously I put out, you know, portions of it throughout the weeks and, and months. I put out portions of it 1 through 20, 20 through 40, 60 through 80. Like, I put all the portions out. I think all of them are on uh, on my Facebook page, but I believe I left the last one out. I don't think that's on the Facebook page, but but it really doesn't matter now. So I'll just put the full list on there as soon as I do all the finishing touches for that. But as far as I go, let's let's get back to these games. Uh, Like the Mansfield, they're playing against Taunton, which... We all know uh, Taunton has um, that, uh, i trying to think of his name. He's really tall. He's six three. His last name is Law. I forget it, but I, well, anyways, they got Law for Taunton. Kid is um, very athletic, very good defensive player. Um, he's pretty much going to lead Taunton. Mansfield's got a few players that you got to keep an eye on. Matt bone, bone Um you've got the kid that played football, uh, Guy. He played for the Mansfield football team. Guy, he's, he's about 6'5", 240, 230, pretty good size. Um, yeah, they got a, they got a, they got a, a multiple players they can go to that they can really cause a lot of problems for sure what was I going to say but yeah like so yeah I would say like with, with um, Mansfield I would just think um, do what you do they're really good at shooting the three ball as well I think they're one of the better scoring teams in, in Massachusetts overall so obviously driven penetration is probably the uh is also a thing that they're very strong and they're all a very good very good strong offensive team. And I just think Totten is one of the more defensive-minded teams in the state that can kind of lock you down defensively and it all starts with that kid Law. Um he also he um he played in the um Nike EY, EYBL tournament this summer so he is he is pretty good. He's month's one of the better players in the state. I think he's one of the better athletes in the state. You know, he has an outside shot of getting a D1 offer. Probably can check him out. See if he has something going on with. See if he has any D1 offers. But. But I'm just searching right now. But, anyways, as that goes, I would say. I would say that um, if I had to make a prediction on that game, I would say I would think Mansfield would win that uh, pretty um, pretty handily. I wouldn't say it'll would be a blowout, but I would think that the size and and the offensive firepower that Mansfield has is just too much for Taunton. Besides Law, they don't really have much talent outside of Law. And it's going to be tough for that kid to do, to really do much with that stacked Mansfield team. Um, it was a tough loss. I mean, Mansfield ended up losing to Franklin last week. Uh, excuse me, two weeks ago they lost to Franklin, and they're gonna they want to they want to make sure they lock down all these games in the Hawk Mock League. They're they're very crucial games, and they want to position themselves well. As I believe they're division one South, which a lot of the other teams are in the division two rankings. They're in the division one South, so it's probably crucial for them to win every game they can because there's a lot of teams in the division one South. I think probably the better teams in the entire state are in the division one South, so it's crucial uh, right now for Mansfield to get every win they can get so they can get good positioning for the for the um, tournament state tournament coming up at the end of the month and end of February. All right, the next game is um two teams that are pretty close. I would say reason close to each other but not um I'm thinking about Brookline and um Brookline and Newton North, which that game is going to be next week. That would be probably one of my feature games for sure for Massachusetts next week is Brooklyn is going to be face off against Newton North. But for this week, it's going to be Brookline against Needham. Um, we all know about Will Dorian. Will Dorian is a great scorer for Needham. He definitely leads them in Brookline, They got a few uh, newer players on their team. They were led by Chris Camille. He, gra- uh, he graduated. He just went to a... Uh, he went to a prep school, I believe, in New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe he's gonna reclassify as a twenty twenty prospect for this year. So Brooke will definitely miss that uh miss him because he's one of the better he was one of the better big men last year behind uh Kai Smith. Kai Smith uh, from Cambridge Ridge and Latin. He's probably probably Second best big man, as far as production goes, very good rebounder. So they they miss him quite a bit. But Needham's not a huge team. They're still Needham's a good team. I think you know they're going to be maybe possibly a top ten team next uh, upcoming. You know next month if they can if they can win this game. They'll definitely sneak into the top ten. I think in Massachusetts because they they've had a pretty strong season overall. I think their guard play has been key, and I think Will Dorian is it has been an unbelievable score for them all season long. If I had to make a prediction, I would probably say, uh, I would say Brookline's going to win. I just bring Brookline's defense is going to be good. They've got good coaching. Um, they, I mean, people thought they weren't be, weren't going to be as good. You know, when they didn't have Camille, but they still have a few other players that make them pretty special overall offensively. So I think they're going to lean on those guys and, Get them the win. All right, the next game, also a Hockamock League showdown. You got Atterborough, which we all know we got a few of those players um that are in the top 100 for Atterborough. I had, a, had another guy I was going to put on it, but I was leaning towards not uh, keeping him off the list because I just think he wasn't a basketball prospect. I think he was more of a football prospect. But nevertheless, he's still one of their better players. And then you have Franklin. We all know Chris Edgehill. Chris Edgehill is one of the better players in the state. Offensively, he's an offensively gifted player. Um, this one is definitely a toss up. Um, uh, Brian is a gives him great guard play, great perimeter play. Um, they got a big man inside. Uh, he's about 6'6, 250. 250, two fifty. He's a football player. He's built like, like I said, I thought he was more of a football player prospect. But like I said, they use him kind of like they, like they would use Shaq or whatever. They give it to him inside. He's bigger than everybody. They can't stop him, and they use him as a as, a, as an inside threat. And then they also use uh, the uh, the great guard player and leadership of Brian Sisio. Um, and they got other miscellaneous people players around him that. You know, that play a role and in, in helping them be successful. But I I have Franklin winning this one pretty easily. Chris Edgehill is too much, too much of a player. I think Sissio might guard him most of the game, but I think and Sissio is a pretty good defender. But I think Hill is gonna be too much. I mean, Edgehill not only is a good scorer, he's also a good passer makes the right basketball play. He's a smart basketball player, has good high basketball IQ. And I think he'll be just enough. His leadership will be just enough to get Franklin the win as they continue to cruise this season. They have a pretty strong year as well. All right, the next game, which will actually be the final game to preview Massachusetts for this week, is Brockton versus Cambridge Ridge and Latin. Like I just mentioned uh, earlier, just mentioned uh, Kai Smith, um, this dude's having a great year, um, I think he might be someone that might be flirting with getting some D1 offers, he's a little undersized for his position, he plays center for for Cambridge Region and he's about 6'7", uh, 230, 240, so he's a little undersized to play center at the next level, but Maybe if he can continue to you know, work on his prayer skills, I think he can be um, someone that could definitely get a college offer somewhere. I mean, I don't know. I mean, D one has definitely extended themselves. Cause, you know, uh, Merrimack is part of. It. Maybe he can be in merit He can get an offer from Merrimack or any. Uh, Curry college. I've seen Curry college play some teams. I've seen MIT play a few D one teams this year. So they have some, uh, basketball programs that are starting to get some recognition or starting to, you know, I mean, those, those are obviously D two D three schools, but they're playing D one schools. So that just shows you that If they're playing D1 schools they like, who knows the growth of that, of that of that school they could could possibly sneak into a D you know be a D1 school in the future who knows and also another one I've seen was Johnson Wales I think Johnson Wales played one of those teams in Rhode Island Providence or or URI or something they played him in a, I believe it was it actually counted as a regular season game. I thought it was an exposition game but they counted it as a regular season game. Believe it or not, so yeah, so those are the teams that probably would be looking at Kai Smith. You know, realistically, I mean, who knows if he can get a UMass offer or Boston College offer or any of those bigger schools. You know, a ten ACC is definitely those. Are, you got to be a high, you know, caliber player, at least a two uh, high two star or a three star player, at least get an offer from them. Or maybe you can get a walk-on. Who knows? I, I just recently found out that uh, Leighton Bigford, which is going to uh, play for Maine next year, he's going to end up being a walk-on. And I have him rated 68 on my top 100 list. So I just think if you want get, to realistically get a scholarship offer, you're probably going to be have to be in that top 50 um, if you want to get a scholarship offer. Because anyone outside of the top 50 are either fringe D1 guys or either, I mean, you know, you know, locked to be D2 guys. You know, they definitely can get an offer from, from a D2 school for sure. But those any, anyone outside of the top 50 are, are fringe D1 players. They may not even get an offer from D1. They might get one offer from D1, but they might not get a lot of the high attention that, I mean, they're not getting all the attention that probably a, a top 50 prospect in that uh, room's in that top 100 would get. I mean, mainly in the latter half of that list. Not latter half, but um, the first half of that list. But, yeah, so so they play Brockton on Friday as well. So it's like I said, Friday's going to be um, big for... A lot of, a lot of schools. Um, I would say, uh, if I had to make a prediction for that game, I would say Brockton. Brockton. I, I don't know. I, I like Brockton a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely. Um, I know a lot about it because I, I know the area pretty well. I know Brockton pretty well. I went to. I didn't go to high school there, but I went. You know I went to college there. I went to Massasoit which is a community college in that area. So I know a lot about Brockton High School. Um, they're big school. they 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 get a lot of um, they're very good in football. I know that they're a very good football team, but wasn't able to get a lot of a lot of uh, info on their basketball team, but I just know they're having a strong season so far. And like I said, they have a big pool of players they can choose from. You know, So they're pretty, I would say they're probably more so athletic than most teams in the state. But I think with Kai Smith, we all know what Kai Smith can do. He's done it for a few years now. Um, I think he'll be too much for Brockton. I think Cambridge, obviously, you know, it's a city school. They have a, they, they have a big pool of players to pick from as well, outside of Boston, as well as in the Cambridge area. So I think they, they're they definitely going to look good in this one. And they'll probably win this handily against Brockton if I had to make a prediction on that. All right, so this is an abbreviated show. Um, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, the Kyrie Urban situation. Oh, yeah, like, speaking of the Kyrie Urban situation... We'll make this the final note for tonight. Um, yeah, like on Martin Luther King Day, um, that I supposedly, um, I don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving with his injury situation. It's always something with him, but um, he I supposedly he got interviewed by um, the media, the New York media, because um, the. Uh, we basically found out that he wasn't going to play against the Sixers on that Martin Luther King uh, game, which was on national TV, by the way. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why he would skip out on that one. But I just feel like he's had a rough week overall, and he's going to make it even worse by saying that oh, um, that Martin Martin Luther King went through all these trials and tribulations. And he's trying to compare his situation to probably a guy that um, his situation is so much more stronger and impactful than than him. He's I mean, Martin Luther King fought for civil rights and risked his life to have freedoms for this country, for um, African-Americans. So how is he going to compare his situation of him getting criticized by the media which that's all it really is is just him being criticized by the media which he puts it out on himself by the way so why would he compare that to Martin Luther King I mean just the just the absolute ignorance of this guy sometimes sometimes he just comes off he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room but really he comes off as an ignorant person to say that to compare Himself to Martin Luther King, in, in any stretch of the imagination for him is just like, is totally like, totally off, like off base. There's such a such an off base comment to, to even like, to even like even like you had to like it's just you had that especially on that on that day at that, then he had a nerve to use a. Um, To use an explicitive word to to end the comment, I'm like, like, are you serious? Like, why aren't you understanding that this is like, this is the one day where you can't use yourself when you have a pretty insignificant, insignificant, um, event or insignificance. To, I mean, it's basically his whole, his whole um, situation is just flat out insignificant compared to what Mark MLK has had to do for this, you know, was had to do for, for you know, any, not even just African Americans, for most people that are, that are, that are like ethnic people in this country, or, I mean, I know this is years ago, but it's just like, it's, just, it's totally, like, off base for him to even go to that level, to even, like, even mention Martin Luther King in any stretch of the match, in any stretch at all, to even mention him. It's just, it's its, it's flat-out crazy. It's flat-out crazy, but... All right, we're gonna... That's just my little rant of vent on that situation. Like, he's totally clueless. I mean, I just don't think he's aware of the things that he says, and, and what it's gonna like af- how he comes off he's just like he ha- he's just not aware of these things at all and he just I don't know I just it's just it's just rough for him this has been a rough week for him he just keeps on clapping back he he thinks he's you know he's defending himself in some way but really he's making himself look really really stupid he just has to learn how to shut up end of the day he just has to learn how to shut up I think Mark I think it was one of the ESPN shows uh, Marcus Spears said that like Kyrie Irving just doesn't know how to shut up. He's it just comes out of that. He just has to learn how to shut up. And he just doesn't. The more he talks, the more stupid he sounds. Because he's just trying to defend himself, making himself look like the victim in these situations. And he really isn't at all. Like he's it's just it comes with the territory. It comes with being a star player in this league. You're gonna get criticized. So why not just take it? take it like a man and just say alright I'm not playing this week or I'm not playing this game or whatever Whatever he's getting criticized for he should just take it on the chin and just you know enough with throwing his teammates under the bus like which he's done the past week throwing his teammates under the bus like he did last year with the Celtics and now he does it with the Nets again so I don't know man I just think he's got He's gotta, he's gotta figure, he gotta fucking find a way to, to get himself to stop talking, and learn how to just be humble and just, not, not have this arrogant attitude about himself. So then there was another comment he said that like, oh well, um, you know they, they, the, the Nets, they started out with a, a player like, basically comparing himself to Julius Erving, or basically just saying, oh, well, cause. I have the same name as Urban so you should you should listen to me or you should not give me or you should or you should praise me because there was a, a guy before me that was named Julius Urban and then my last name is Urban so you should praise me because of that like and I'm just like why would you even say that why would your like I said, he just comes off is super, super ignorant about what he says, and and just so unaware of how people would think of him. So I don't know, man. I just think I'm just gonna end it with that. I just think Kyrie's just gonna be Kyrie, and I'm just hopefully I don't have to mention him. But it's just it's just funny because sometimes I just can't help it because he's always gonna have a soundbite that's just gonna get people talking. It's always gonna be something that goes viral. Which he always complains about that as well, that everything he says goes viral and everyone blows it out of proportion. But really, you're not aware of what you're saying, and what you're saying is putting it all on on you. And you have like I said, you like I said, like Marcus Spears says, he has to just learn how to shut up. And like I said, I'm gonna shut up because I'm I'm pretty much done talking. Alright, so Alright, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. Your host, Rob Morris. I'm out. Peace.